Hi everyone, I'm Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of the best-selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm also CEO of PRSecrets.com, and I want to welcome you to the Be A Media Darling podcast. Join us on BeAMediaDarling.com and PRSecrets.com, where you'll get free goodies and also the resources that we mention in each episode, as well as other delightful things that will help you shine in the media spotlight. On Fly Your Freak Flag Friday, gosh, that is so hard to say sometimes, and I think it's also super hard sometimes to be ourselves. That seems to be one of the hardest things that people find to do, but who else can we be? We'll discuss how to keep steady and be yourself during a radio, TV, or print, or podcast interview, or whenever you're in the spotlight or under pressure. I'll show you how to let your spirit and your personality shine through in any situation without selling your soul. So tune in every Friday for ways to stay original, keep your quirks, and live into what Dr. Seuss says, which is, why fit in when you were born to stand out? Welcome everyone to the Be A Media Darling podcast. Our topic today is the single best way to set yourself apart from every other speaker or interview guest. And I just want you to know that my guest, Nancy Jetton, actually wrote that for me because she's the ultimate professional. And then she also wrote a little teaser, which is who gets talked about and shared with other hosts is the one that is absolutely within your control right now and find out what that is during an interview. So that's a teaser. So I love that, you know, we were sort of Skyping back and forth ahead of time and brainstorming this. And Nancy as the ultimate professional was there early and helpful. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. But I want to introduce you to her first. Her name is Nancy Jutton, and she's Get Known to Get Paid Mentor. That's what she is. And she's on a mission to guide a million business experts in English-speaking nations around the world to prepare and share their magnetic marketing messages so they can get known and paid for their winning ways. She guides aspiring and thriving speakers and coaches to name, claim, and communicate their expertise so premium clients see their value and gladly invest in their products, programs, and services. She's also the author of the very popular Bye Bye Boring bio workbook that is kind of a mouthful, Nancy. She knows a thing or two about prepping and sharing stories to get known and paid. And since finding the courage to say bye-bye to her former career as a publicist in 2009 and hello to a new business built on her get known, get paid expertise, Nancy Jutton has grown her community to 20,000 loyal fans, followers, and clients. That's great, Nancy, because I knew you when you had like 500 people on your list, I think it was. You can correct <laughs> me if It was a (laughs) little bigger than that, but it was like 500. So many of these are also finding the courage to reinvent their own businesses and step forward to welcome the credibility, visibility, and profitability they seek. And she is proud to call millionaire maker Laurel Langmire, master trainer to virtual trainers Alex Mundoshan, and transformation catalyst Christine Closer among her most appreciative clients. So if you don't know those names, those are big names on the internet. They may be internet famous. And today, Nancy's Get Known to Get Paid products, programs, and mentoring programs serve happy clients and aspiring luminaries around the world. And of course, her URL to reach her is getknowngetpaid.com. And we're going to be talking today about many things, but one of them is the sizzling speaker sheet that you need to get highly paid speaking engagements. So to get that, you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 
speaker sizzle, all one word, all lowercase. And I'll be repeating that and, of course, putting it on the Be a Media Darling podcast page as well. So welcome, Nancy. That's quite a resume. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. It's really great to be here. I'm ready to be a media darling for all your listeners. Yeah, well, you already are a media darling. And I'd love to connect what you're doing now with some of the past things that you've done in publicity, because you were so successful as a publicist. And I know that you've taken all of those skills that you had as a publicist and applied them to your new business. Because we met in 2008, and you had big clients, and you were just making a transition to the online world. So I'm curious as to how your business shifted, given what's going on in the internet and the culture today. Well, great question. We remember 2008, they called it the Great Recession. I'm not really sure why they called it a Great Recession, because for me, it was pretty darn challenging. It seemed like my very successful PR firm kind of fell apart in a weekend, and I had nothing, no blame to point. It was just the circumstance where people were just holding on for dear life to save themselves. And so publicity at that particular time wasn't an urgent need. So what I decided is I needed to figure out a way to make my living without having to have a long sales cycle where 42,000 people needed to weigh in on whether or not it was time to engage in the retainer contract. So on a dare from a friend, I created a book called Bye Bye Boring Bio that solved a very urgent problem at a particular time in the marketplace. People were being shown the door from their corporate lives and they needed to start businesses as independent service providers and they needed to show up like rock stars at Hello so that they could get hired. And so that book that I wrote on a dare from a friend all of a sudden put me on the map as the go-to resource to create a bio that stopped traffic and invited clients. And since then, I've created a whole suite of products and programs and services that help people both get known and get paid and make that winning first impression at hello. And I'm so glad I made the leap because I have much more control over my destiny now than I ever had before. And the people I'm training and how to do this are having more control over their destiny too. So it's really a, an accidental detour that turned out to be the greatest journey of my life. Yeah. And I know you're so creative, so you figured that out organically. And, you know, it's not so easy for everyone, but, you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> well, you sure made it look easy because I remember when all of this was happening and how your bye-bye bio was, you know, like the bomb. So here's the thing. I want to talk about the bio in relation to getting speaking gigs, because most of the time when people are doing publicity, most people also want speaking gigs because doing publicity, they want to have one of their outcomes, meaning one of the reasons why they're doing publicity is to get those high paying speaking gigs or a book deal or to get clients and sales. Those are typically the reasons. So to be set up properly for that, one of the first things that you need to do is have a riveting bio. So talk a little bit about why people have trouble with the bio and how your bye-bye bio solve that problem for people. So whether it's meeting planners or whether it's producers or journalists can see that you from your bio are the expert for them, whether it's for a speaking gig or a media appearance. Well, excellent question. You know, in the olden days, it seemed that we wanted to, when someone asked us to talk about ourselves, we were happy to do it. And we waxed on without any particular objective. But in today's economy, what I've discovered over the last number of years is what most independent service providers want is more clients, 
more prospects, more leads, and more speaking engagements, largely in that order. In order for you to get any of those outcomes, you have to make clear what's in it for the ideal decision maker first. And that means you need to know who that ideal decision maker is. You need to know what big outcome they want. And they need to know why you are the best available athlete to deliver the magic. So to oversimplify it, when you know your ideal audience and the big outcome and why you, and you answer those questions, you have the essence of what a client attracting message is all about. And to the extent that we can all lead with client attracting messages that show the big wow that's in it for them, the more likely it is that they're going to want to take a step forward and take more interest in how we can help them. And I think that sort of turns the whole bio thing on its ear because it isn't what you've done for your whole lifetime lately. It's how can you help me today and how quickly, more easily, more readily can you get me to the outcome over other choices I might have. So I think that is really where we need to put our focus, whether we want to get booked as a speaker, get booked onto a stage, or get hired by our perfect client for big bucks. So those three things, it's about not like waxing poetic about yourself. It's about what you can do for your ideal clients and how quickly you can get to the outcome that they come to you for in the sea of your competitors. Do I have that right? You absolutely do. And you have some sort of magic to get them there because I think people are kind of stuck in the whole idea about talking. First of all, they don't want to talk about themselves because they don't want to brag. But then the second part, when they do talk about themselves, then it's kind of a conundrum because they don't know how to do it. Do you have like a secret sauce for getting over that and making that leap to figuring out who your ideal clients are and then showing them how you can get to the outcome for them? You know what I'd love to ask you? I don't want to put you on the spot and I don't know that you have it in front of you, but I'd love for you to actually read if you can get to it easily, you know, during our next couple questions, just like a section of somebody's bio, maybe before and after, maybe not even a long paragraph, but a super short paragraph, if that's possible. Well, I have a couple of examples that come right on the tip of my tongue. And so let me address, let's just make pretend that somebody wants to get booked on a really big stage as a speaker, a keynote speaker. Sometimes someone will make the mistake of putting their name and right under their name, they'll say author, speaker, coach, you know, Mary Jane, author, speaker, coach. And right out of the box, that is the approach that Mary Jane put to the bottom of the stack because author, speaker, coach is the most generic way you can possibly describe yourself. It's almost like throwing spaghetti on the wall and hoping one of those labels will stick. So compare that author, speaker, coach to the disarmingly powerful relationship with money keynote speaker. One says generic, generic, generic. The other one says the disarmingly powerful relationship with money keynote speaker. If you are a decision maker, you know what the second person is talking about and you know if you want it or not. And that means that you've captured attention at hello. The person to whom I'm referring is Morgana Ray. And she came to me not long ago because she was attending a very large by invitation only strategic partner conference. And she said her goal was to get booked on at least five major stages as a direct result of being at that event. And I said, well, let's take a look at how you're presenting yourself on paper to these people. And it said her name, author, speaker, coach, and it didn't have any specificity around her number one topic that she most liked to talk about, the audience takeaway points that the people were going to hear, how to book her. It didn't say anything about what audience members or meeting planners had said. And so 
I pulled around the red bow and we pulled out all the pearls and we presented this new and improved version to these audience members that she wanted to influence. And she came home with five new speaking gigs who booked her at Hello because the topic she was speaking about was sassy, provocative and memorable. The takeaway points were crystal clear and had enough uh, ingenuity and curiosity and intrigue that they were compelling and she made it so easy for them to want to book her that they did so the takeaway lessons here are pretty abundant don't lead with any conversation with I'm an author speaker coach lead with the biggest impact that you bring about that's really powerful make it easy for them to book you and find the proof around your claims so that you can be the one they choose over people with far more generic answers so you're saying um, lead with the biggest impact of how you can make a difference that's different from other people that does not sound generic. And then you need to have the social proof that you've done something with that. Are you talking about testimonials too, like testimonials? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me just kind of pull up. I know we're just having a nice little conversation here. So I'm going to pull up something from Morgana Ray as a perfect example so I can just share with you what was so cool about her. And if in your show notes you want to see a before and after, I'm more than happy to I would. share that I think with that you. would be great. So we'll do a before and after, and it'll be on BeAMediaDarling.com. Yeah, I think that's really valuable for people to see before and afters. And the other thing I just learned neuroscience-wise, I'm studying neuroscience as it relates to sound bites, but as it relates to messaging. And Nancy, you and I already know a lot of these things and do them and tell our clients to do them. However, we've always known that these things were true, but we didn't have a neuroscience background. But what you just said in terms of lead with the biggest impact and a statement, this is all neuroscience based so people can get attention in an instant and it lights up what's called the lizard brain. And the second part of that is that if you make that kind of statement, you do have to back it up with proof because I don't know about you, but there are so many frauds on the internet right now of people mm-hmm. saying that they do things and they don't really have the social proof and you really want specific ways to look at social proof in order to vet these people. And this is what the media is doing and this is what meeting planners are doing too. They're looking to vet you and if you have just generic social proof or proof that doesn't really say anything about your impact, it's really pretty meaningless and you do have to stand out in all this noise because everybody's professing to be an expert at something where they may have just like finished a course in it. Well, absolutely. And so using Morgana, again, as example, on the backside of her speaker sheet, she has enough experience and track record in the world to have a two-page speaker sheet. There's a whole column that says event planners and audiences love Morgana. I got more from Morgana's 45-minute speech than three days at this Millionaire Mind Intensive. As an event planner who's promoted over 75 events, this is what I have to say about what sets Morgana apart. Morgana, thank you. In 60 minutes, I learned more about money than I've been taught in 39 years. Thank you. She also showcases the media logos where she's been proudly showcased. ABC, Fox, PBS, NPR, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo.com. So visually, you can take one look and you know she's a media darling at Hello!, And the headline says, Why Morgana is the Right Choice for Your Event. Funny, insightful, and original, Morgana delivers high-impact programs for your audiences with a low-maintenance experience for you. Your audience will laugh and cry and race to the back of the room. A true professional, she will personally ensure that your group is fully engaged, empowered, and inspired to take action. And then it says, don't wait another minute. Book Morgana, the world's leading relationship with money expert today for your next conference, live event, or workshop. She speaks from live and virtual stages around the world and travels from Los Angeles 
Angeles International Airport and check this piece out. Whether addressing an intimate group or standing room only arena, count on Morgana to bring up the vibe and bring down the house. She inspires audiences to invest in themselves so everyone wins. Everything about this is of service to the decision maker who wants to make sure they don't make a mistake bringing a newbie to the stage who doesn't deliver on their promises. She has the proof. She has the media darling status. She has a very mediagenic appearance as demonstrated by her very attractive headshots. And most importantly, she makes clear that you can call her, send her an email or check out her website. She's the real thing. You should hire her. And if every speaker modeled what she's doing so well, they would probably get a whole lot more gigs and also have the confidence and the clarity and the conviction to get booked that might be missing right now because they're not packaged properly. Yeah, so let's just touch really quickly on a few of the things that you tapped into. I mean, for one thing, that testimonial really quantified exactly what she gave with numbers, which is so important to have like, you know, she gave me more in an hour than I learned about money in 30 years or whatever, you know, that saying was and that how much she appreciated her, but she gave really hard, direct numbers. And you also talked about the media, which, you know, Magan is very experienced. And I love that. So you have all of this outlined for anyone at any stage, even if you're just beginning as a speaker. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and let's, let's just be really clear about that. I mean, from a tiny acorn, a mighty oak can grow. And gosh, when you and I met in 2008, All I had was 500 opt-in subscribers, a lot of enthusiasm, and a lot of content knowledge, but I hadn't really proven myself as a soundbite genius myself, and I hadn't taken really huge stages. But you know what? Being prepared for opportunity was the single best differentiator that set me apart and got me booked over people that I call have green room attitude. You know, remember, Susan, you were doing some big thing a number of years ago and you had all these really big names. And I remember making an approach to you and saying, you know, I've been a fan of your work for many years. I know you've got a really big deal coming up and you've got some of the biggest names in the industry. And in the unlikely event that one of them falls off the edge of a cliff and you have an open spot, won't you please give me your consideration? And what happened then? Do you remember? Yes, of course I do. I remember that because of the way that you approached me very respectfully and not pushily at all and very enthusiastically, and I knew that you had this tiny list. I mean, these are people who had a list of, you know, typically 50,000 and more, and you had 500, but I didn't even wait for somebody to drop out. I included you because I thought that you had enormous potential. And then what happened was that your tiny list pulled second to one of the top marketers in the industry, percentage-wise, you pulled in second beyond all these other big marketers with these huge lists. Some have hundreds of thousands of people on their list, and you were number two in percentage-wise. And I still think you made a pretty penny out of that, even you know with the number of sales that you made. But I mean, I remember being enormously impressed that because this marketer, I was also tracking links on the actual website, like which link did someone click through to buy on? And his people clicked on link number one, which was like after about a paragraph of copy, which displays enormous loyalty. And a lot of your people did too. And I really looked at that and I said, wow, these people trust her and she's someone to be watching and look where you are today. And then tell what happened, what you did for me. 
Oh gosh! Well, tell me more. Well, you <laughs> invited to... me to speak in Seattle and stay oh, in your right. home. Oh, right. That was right. No, to speak to a woman's organization and to speak to your people, and you filled a room yes, with did. people. Paid me to fly out there. Paid me to talk about something that I loved. Got to stay with you and hang out with you and your hubby and your dog and your son. And actually, you even had a party for me yes, at your house where I met these other amazing women, and I was like. You know, this is what can happen when you reach out and you're prepared, like you said, that you're prepared in some way and you're respectful and you have something to offer someone that other people don't have and you make it known with your, what is your biggest impact here? And you didn't promise me anything. You didn't promise me that you would make me money or anything like that. You promised me that your people were loyal and that someday you said something like, I don't, and I didn't even care. You know, you said someday I will do something for you. I mean, I don't even remember you saying something. I remember you saying something like that, but like that was not important to me. I wasn't looking to you and going, Hey, now can you do something for me now that I've done something for you? I just really got that you were someone who your people were already loyal and loved you. Well, so there's a couple of things that I want to unpack about what we just said that will be very hopeful and inspiring for people who feel like they're acorns instead of big oak trees. Because listen, I felt like I was a tiny acorn for way too long. But how you do anything is how you do everything, whether you're an acorn or a really big tree. And how you show up and how you serve others and how you thoughtfully deliver what you promise is what it is that people remember or not. And so when I reached out to you as a relative newcomer, I made a winning approach. I came from my heart with big intention and you saw enough in me that you gave me a lift up as I was climbing and I've never forgotten it. And as you demonstrated that to me, there've been other people that have approached me who might think I'm an oak tree now and say, well, you know, this is what I'm up to. Will you lend support to what I'm doing? Can I be on your telesummit? Can I be on your show? Can I be on your blog? And when people make a winning approach, and they have something specific and terrific to talk about, and they're well-prepared, and they're graceful, and they're gracious, that pays an awful lot of karma into the bank. So when you're new, just coming up, show up like a rock star with the speaker sheet that stops traffic. When I first started out, I didn't have a speaker sheet, but a couple of people heard me speak and said that I was funny and engaging and that they learned a lot and it was the best hour they'd spent in a long, long time. Well, I got their permission to use their testimonials on my speaker sheet and I got some sassy headshots done. And what do you know? I start getting booked again and again and again. And here's what's great about it. Whether you get booked on a radio show like this one or a podcast or a stage, if it's true that you have a wonderful menu of options to invite people to say yes to, if they fall in love with you from that stage and love your heart and love the big impact that you bring and you demonstrate that you're the best available talent to guide them to that outcome, the chances of someone in that room saying, yes, I want to do business with you are very, very high. And if you think big at the start and you have a high value way for people to work deeply with you, one client from every speaking gig that invests in meaningful tuition with you can create a beautiful living for you and your family. You just have to think big from the start, be prepared, and set yourself apart from everyone else who's yawning when you are enthusiastic about what it is that you're talking about. I think that's huge. I think that's really huge. And I remember a director saying, I don't want to work with assholes. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. No, we keep people under the tent. No, but my husband says. Yeah. No, we keep people under the tent. But what she meant by that too, like it goes in the acting profession as well as the speaking profession or PR, anything. People want to be around people that they like. And if you do everything that Nancy just said about being heartfelt and approaching people gracefully and really being a giving person, I mean, these are really things that are super important and not grovel while you're doing it. Like, it's not about being a groveler when you're doing this. It's about understanding what your value is and you're offering it to people who are oak trees when you're still an acorn. And they can mm-hmm. see that. They can see the oak tree in you. Well, and isn't it wonderful when people can, because all the luminaries that I've been fortunate to work with, most of them I met because I got invited to somebody's high-end mastermind because I performed during one of their big joint ventures as a superstar. And then I find myself sitting at this very big table with people who I only once admired from afar, and I'm sitting at the same table with them. And when it's my turn to speak up, I always try to be of service to the people around the room before talking about myself. And people do remember that. And I'll never forget the time I was at this high-end mastermind and I paid attention and I made contributions and it was a three-day thing. And the last day, and all during the time I was contributing, well, have you thought about it? Did you consider? And I really like what you're up to. And here's an idea that might help you. And I was just being of contribution first. And on the very last day, I got called on to do my little five-minute mastermind. And I said, well, I'm really struggling with this one little piece of the puzzle in my marketing funnel that has to do with guiding people from my bye-bye boring bio to my attract ideal clients at hello speak course to my private mentoring program. And I articulated my question. And Alex Mondozian jumped out of his chair and he walked across the room. He hadn't done this all three days. He whipped out his credit card and he said, I want to buy your program. What's my investment? Wow. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I said, well, I'm more than happy to do business with you. And I didn't even know what a luminary he was at the time. But he's since become a powerful champion and an advocate of my work. Because when it was time for him to update his speaker reel to sound presidential and amazing, who did he hire? He hired me. And so, you know, sometimes you show up as a rock star, even when you're just an understudy and someone will see the brilliance in you and invite you to the table and then your whole game has changed. So the key is to be ready for opportunity before it knocks. Be a giver first. If When it comes to getting booked as a speaker, have a rock star speaker sheet ready that sets you apart from every other generic author, speaker, coach out there. And when it comes to doing interviews like the one we're doing today and the host says, Ahead of time, will you please share your bio, your photo, your talk points, what you want me to ask you? Please make sure you get all of those things to the host well in advance of the deadline they've specified because I can bet your bottom dollar that 95% of the people are last-minute Susies that are making the host want to tear her hair out and you want to be the absolute opposite of that because she'll remember you for making her life easier and you know what? When she's talking to 10 other hosts that do similar programs, who do you think she's going to use as an example of who they should book on their program to make great content and make their life easier? It's going to be you and that's how it's done. 
Well, I don't call them lazy Susans or whatever you call them. You go, I take offense at that. Oh, I'm, um, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm teasing you. But um, that is so true. And it's something that I commented on. But before I tell you what I commented on, I want to make sure that our listeners can get your, because it's free, your speaker yeah. sizzle sheet, which is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash speaker sizzle. And it'll be at beamediadarling.com with Nancy's interview. So that's free and you can get your speaker sheet. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what's on there. But I wanted to say it doesn't matter if you're doing a podcast or you're doing Good Morning America. What Nancy just said is absolutely true. You do what the host or producer or journalist asks you to do and you do it quickly and get it in ahead of time because even with a podcast I can tell you that a number of my guests don't follow instructions and I have to send like three or four emails to get the content of what I needed to prepare for this the kind of requests that I made but Nancy did every single thing got it in early and followed all the instructions to a T and by the way she was actually on Skype and early. And then I said, hey, you want to start our interview early because you're there because we're both on early testing technology, making sure that everything's right. And I offered her a time to go a little earlier and we just jumped on. So, you know, and this goes, I just want to say what can happen when this is like a TV program, you always want to get the first slot. And then because if they love you, they're going to bump the person who is on next. And that's a sad <laughs> fact. <laughs> but you don't want to ever go second. And if you are there early and you're prepared and you're gracious and you're entertaining and you're lively and you give value to your audience, they may bump that second person to keep you on. It happened over and over again on Johnny Carson when people were, were booked for his show. And they're like, don't be the last person booked because you may get booted off. And it's true for any show today, by the way, too. So let's get back to your speaker sizzle sheet, too, and just go through each aspect of what someone can do to stand out in each of the different areas. We already talked about what you put under your name, leading with the biggest impact. We also talked about social proof. That's what people say about you, whether it's meeting planners or people who've experienced your service. And I want to circle back to that in a second, Nancy. And then you also have your media appearances if you have them. But let's talk about this is for more advanced people, people who actually have a topic, who've collected testimonials, who've been on media, and who may just not have their packaging right, which is what you help them with. And they're more advanced. And what about the people who are just starting out and who are, they want to be a speaker, so they may not have all of that social proof for the media. What do they put in those areas? Well, there's solutions for everything, you know. If you've not yet spoken in front of a large group and you're a brand new speaker, I recommend that you invite some of your best friends and family and advocates and champions to your living room and deliver your talk as a gift to your friends and then serve them hors d'oeuvres and treats and wine afterwards and say, all I ask is that you offer me some constructive criticism or a raving comment about the contribution I made. One of my colleagues was in Seattle and nobody knew who she was. Nobody. She was a complete unknown. I was hosting her for an event in my backyard because I thought so highly of her. And I knew that nobody knew who she was, but they were coming based on my recommendation. And I knew that this person had a world tour plan for other cities where she was better known. And so what we did, and this is something that you all can do, whether you're hosting something in your backyard, in your living room or at the local tea house, is at the lunch break or after the thing, what I did is I said, you know, 
I'm so honored that you're here at my invitation to hear this amazing speaker talk about this important topic. If this is the first time you've heard of her, would you please take out the piece of paper in your notebooks today and indicate the power of the value that you've gotten so far just after these first few hours? Because we would love other people in other cities around the country to benefit from this as you now are, and having your endorsement would mean the world to us. 95% of the people got so much value from the short time that they had spent with her up until then that they wrote raving testimonials that she was able to subsequently use as she continued her tour. So I'm inviting you, even if you're starting out, to think big right out of the box. Deliver a talk in your own backyard at the tea house, at the coffee shop, at Wine World, at Barnes & Noble, at the Microsoft store. Ask people. All I ask is that you offer a testimonial that speaks to the wow in specific terrific terms. I'll be so grateful. And then what you do, you consider those testimonials like I call them notches on the bedpost. You know, you get three from friends and family. And then when you speak the next time, you get comments from luminaries and meeting planners. And you just keep on adding specific terrific testimonials that showcase the journey. And as you have even more compelling ones, you let the old ones go. Because we're always on the path to mastery and, you know, we got to start somewhere, but nobody's going to book you to speak if you don't have enough confidence to deliver your message. And if you're doing it cold and you've never spoken for an audience before, join Toastmasters, speak for your local chamber, but you've got to get some kind of proof. That's my one headline there. Yeah, that's super. So speak for free first, obviously, in your local markets, whatever that may be, even if it's at your local library or your local women's organization or your local Rotary Club, like you said, or... Well, and can I share, this is a very humbling story, but of all the lead generation methods there are, and there are many, publicity is one, you know, strategic partnerships is another, having an irresistible opt-in gift is another. There's so many ways that you can build buzz for yourself. But in my experience over the last 15 years, speaking from a live or virtual stage is bar none the number one most persuasive, powerful way to bring people into my world. And I'm confident it will be the same for you. But here's the thing. This is the vulnerable piece. Not everybody was born to speak, and I certainly wasn't. And I had a mentor once tell me, if I didn't learn how to speak in front of a stage, I would have one arm of my success tied behind my back. So I went into kicking and screaming to speak because it wasn't my first inclination. And the very first time I got invited to speak, I said, yes, of course, I'll be there. And then I obsessed about PowerPoint and I obsessed about my script and I obsessed about stuff that maybe didn't matter or maybe it did. But my most humbling moment was when the evaluations came back and somebody said, I didn't pay $45 for lunch and $10 for parking to drive into Seattle to watch someone hold on to the podium for dear life, lean on PowerPoint like a crutch, and pray for the presentation to be over. Oh, my God. And I'm reading this feedback, and I'm thinking, I suck as a speaker. And I was very upset about it, of course. But I thought, you know what? I needed that wake-up call. I better advance along the path to mastery and become better at it. From that humble beginning, I've since gone on to be invited on many big stages and shared the stage with people like Brendan Burchard and Lisa Sasevich and people of this ilk. And it wasn't because I was naturally gifted at it. It was just because I worked hard at it and I got better at it. So from humble beginnings, and boy, that's a humble one, I've been invited to be on a lot of television shows, a lot of radio shows, a lot of podcasts, a lot of telesummits, and having the courage to speak my foibles in such specific, terrific terms, I think also helps people that are just getting started realize that 
Well, even if I have a really big mission and I suck at speaking, and excuse me for saying it that way, I can get better at speaking so more people will appreciate what I'm here to do. And that's what I've done. So, you know, there's so many people that are like luminaries and you don't think there's any chinks in the armor. But I can tell you that every one of them has got chinks in the armor. That's how the light gets in. And the more we can be who we are and get better every day, the greater the impact we can make. And so if you're just beginning, we'll start where you are and grow from there and advance along the path to mastery. But you do need to have a topic that you speak about. And I cannot tell you how many times I've given the how to transform your boring bio from wallpaper to wow to attract clients now presentation. I've given it more times than God made little green apple. (laughs) But every time I give it, I get better at it. And now I'm talking about how to transform your lukewarm speaker sheet to sizzling so you get booked again and again. And I'm excited to have a fresh, hot topic that serves people in such a powerful way. So when in doubt, come up with a topic that you can own, that you can deliver like nobody's business, that gets invited back again and again. And pretty soon you will stand out on the stage and have the opportunity to deliver that brilliance again and again. Amen. And more of the right people will want to do business with you. That's been my experience. Amen. And you can get Nancy's free speaker sizzle sheet at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash speaker sizzle. And that is going to be up on beamediadarling.com. So do you have any advice for people to find their topic? Because I think that one of the biggest problems that people have is being too general and generic and sounding like everyone else. Like, you know, finding your dream and passion isn't a speaking topic. Yeah. Well, the one headline would be painkillers sell better than vitamins. So lead with something that is an urgent need that your ideal client wants to address so that they can experience the relief from the discomfort as soon as possible. And I'll give you an example. There's so many people that are talking about mindset today and how if you change your mind, you can change your life. We've seen a lot of these kinds of topics. And as I was digging around with this particular expert, I was looking for the big outcome. And so we came up with a subhead for her talk. From head trash to big cash. <laughs> That's great. It's from head trash to big cash, how entrepreneurs can make a single powerful shift to, I don't remember the rest of it, but the thing about the subtitle is it spoke to the transformation in a lyrical, memorable way that people instantly knew what it was about. The space between your ears is preventing you from having the big cash. And so it was lyrical, it was poetic, it was gritty. And so when in doubt, start with the pain and try to paint a picture. From lukewarm to sizzling, from lackluster to blockbuster, that's a really great way to paint a picture of what the transformation is. And then say something like, the three biggest bio blunders even smart entrepreneurs make that prevent them from getting hired. Mm. You know, I'm a smart entrepreneur, but I'm not getting hired. Ease my pain. So start with the pain and then paint a picture of the transformation. What happens when you take away the pain? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it could be pleasure too. how to wake up like a princess one eyelash at a time. You know, 
some people will sacrifice their cable bill and their grocery bill to have eyelash extensions applied so they can wake up on the pillow and bat their eyes with their sweetie and feel beautiful at hello. So whether it's pain or it's pleasure, start with what the big outcome is because it's head turning. And then be specific and terrific about what you're talking about. The three biggest Mistakes even smart entrepreneurs make that prevent JV partners from saying yes to them. Tell me what the three problems are. What can you cover in a 30-minute interview? You can't give them the PhD, so you can give them the cliff notes, but you can make them provocative and compelling so that they'll want to dig into the rest. And oh, by the way, you are the resource for the rest, and I'm guessing that there's a meaningful tuition associated with getting the privilege of having to get to work with you in that way. You want to make sure that the talk you're giving leads them down the primrose path or the yellow brick road to benefit even more deeply from how you serve. Yeah, so what you're talking about, too, when you keep saying, be specific and terrific. Yes. Yeah, I think the specificity is sometimes what people miss, and that's what you're helping them with in terms of not saying you need to change your mindset, because that's a phrase that we've heard over and over again. So how to say that different, how to say that visually or lyrically, or how to say it in such a way that makes a head turn. So it's about taking those big general ideas, is what I'm hearing you say, move them down to the specific, and then paint a picture. Let us see what that looks like once people get what you're promising. Is that right? Yeah. And you know what? If words aren't your thing and you can't turn a phrase to save your life, that's what people like Susan Harrow and Nancy Jutton are on the earth to do, (laughs) to turn your blah messaging into a soundbite that screams, you know, wow. So if you are that person, you need help with that speaker sizzle sheet or with any of those phrases, Nancy's at getknowngetpaid.com. And I'll put that up on beamediadarling.com, of course, with all of the resources that we're talking about here too. So obviously, if that's something that you want, you know, hey, I'm not that person. I'm not a turn of phrase kind of person. And I so want my speaker sheet done, even if I'm a beginner, if I'm experienced, or if I'm a a total professional that could use a facelift, you know, in terms of freshening up your speaker sheet, then Nancy is your gal. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, how do you get the elephant under the tent? They say it's one toe at a time. People say, yes, I want to get booked. But then what happens is they realize that their message in everything that they do is what's opening or closing the door. And some people really struggle with needing someone to be a reflector of their brilliance and to say it in a way that they never would have discovered, because maybe that's not a muscle that's well exercised in their body. But for people like you and me that do this every day, we can take that lackluster message and turn it into a blockbuster soundbite because we've been spending you know decades doing that every day for clients who appreciate that. And so... Don't suffer needlessly by yourself if this is not your genius. There are people out there that can help you. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you may have answered this, but you were talking about all the ways that you've learned to attract leads in your online business and publicity. And you say that the one that's been proven most reliable in your experience, is that what we've been talking about? Yeah, speaking for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, that's saying a lot because I used to be a publicist and I'm actually still a pretty good one. Um, And publicity. I want to say this about publicity. In today's world where hype seems to be the middle name of a whole lot of people, I am a huge champion of the credibility that comes from being seen, heard, and celebrated in major media 
that means a lot to people, even in today's digital age. And so people often say, I'm all the help and none of the hype. And I have all of the credibility behind me because I've been featured on all those major media and I've helped my clients get featured there too. And there's something very lasting and powerful about being in O Magazine or Seattle Magazine or whatever magazine or newspaper, the New York Times. I believe in publicity. I absolutely do. But when I get invited in front of a perfect audience and there's 200 people in the room and I can look right into their eyes and I can tell my stories and I can deliver content that matters and I can make an invitation that's going to ease the pain, I can feel the impact of that instantaneously with programs and products that people decide to invest into to get the benefit. And I know that that will be the case for everyone who's listening here if they can just get booked to speak because of the intimacy, because of the connection. And because of the transparency that they experience with you, not only when you're on the stage, but when they're watching you have lunch and have coffee and check into the hotel. And sometimes I meet people when I'm checking into the hotel before an event, and I'm always gracious. And from the moment my feet step the property, I am of service and of contribution because I want the experience people have of me to be completely congruent and aligned. So when I take the stage, they know what they're seeing, and I feel complete and aligned. I think clients appreciate alignment and consistency, and I'm that in spades. How you do anything is how you do everything. I think that's so true. And, you know, in media training people, everything you do say, are, and think needs to be in alignment. And that means at all times, whether you're in the lobby or you're on the stage, like what you said, it's that kind of consistency that people look for. If you're crabby and mean to people and mean to the staff in the lobby and then just miss sunshine on the stage people see that you're two-faced and that you know you're only showing your best self when you're on a stage versus being that person that you want to be at all at all times like you said and being of always of service well and since we're talking about ninja strategies you know speaking clearly is one of the favorite ways to attract leads and clients, and we're demonstrating that here now. But a ninja publicity strategy that I would encourage everyone to try because it's worked really well for me is reflect on the products and services and programs that you are already using and becoming a success story in the use of. I have been using Constant Contact for my newsletter for many, many years and have found it to be a very powerful way to stay in connection with my tribe and to serve them with inspiration and how-to advice. And I noticed that they do success stories about their own clients on their blog, and I think they have 350,000 users. And one day I reached out to the person who creates the success stories, and I just asked her, gee, I've read a number of these success stories about some of your constant contact easing users are you interested in additional success stories and who might I approach to make a suggestion? And she wrote back on Twitter and said, I'm the gal. What success do you have to share? Mm. It opened the door for me to say, well, let me share with you how I grew my list by this many thousand in this short period of time by doing this single content shift. She interviewed me and shared that whole blog across the entire network of Constant Contact, which, oh, by the way, is a really good audience for me to be of service to. Another example was a company called Lead Pages, which is very popular for helping all of us internet entrepreneurs create opt-in pages that convert. 
And I noticed that they did features about their best customers on their blog about how they had successful campaigns and how lead pages contributed to that. So I reached out to the lead pages and said, who is it that does the success stories about your customers? I think I have an idea that might make a great story. And they told me who to reach out to. And what do you know? I reached out and I made a gracious of service suggestion and they did a story about me. And so how many customers does lead pages have? Hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And how many of them are my best client? A whole bunch of them. So this is like zigging where other people zag, but you can be in front of everyone who's in constant contact, everyone who's in lead pages, everyone who's in MailChimp. I mean, who do you use already? Are you a success story and can you make your pitch? Yeah, I, well, I like what you're saying because there are some people maybe even listening to this who are those scared speakers and they may not be ready even to take the first step into a Toastmasters or a speaking circle too, but you can speak without speaking by writing. And if that's your thing, that's also like what Nancy said, go to those kind of audiences where your people already are, where the services that you're using and constant contact and lead pages are two of them. Hey, Nancy, you know, we're both all about results. Can you talk a little bit about what actually happened after, like, you got in front of the constant contact group? What happened after that? Like, did you notice that you had got more opt-ins or did anybody reach out to you? Or was that just a great exposure so you could say that and use that as a tool? I mean, any of those things are great, right? Well, I should tell you that my history with constant contact is very long and I have a very soft spot in my heart because the very day that Bye Bye Boring Bio came out to the world in 2009, they invited me to be a guest speaker at the Museum of Flight here in Seattle to have a whole room of 200 people to talk about. No way! Yes, the very first day that the book went out, I was in front of 200 people and so the president of constant contact just happened to be there that day and he and I got to have lunch together and we created a relationship over lunch and then they subsequently featured me in every single constant contact PowerPoint presentation in every major city across America when they were looking for social media examples. They put me in their PowerPoint. So I've been showcased in every constant contact city across America. I got showcased in that blog post. Most recently, the writer of that blog post reached out to me and said, yours was the favorite story of 2015, and I would like to feature you again. Are you open to it? So what I've done is I've created a relationship with an incredibly powerful hub that touches hundreds of thousands of business owners around the world. And does that have value to me? Absolutely. Because I get opt-in subscribers, I have the credibility around it, and I've gotten plenty of sales because I've not only spoken for them one time, I've been back several times. And every time, just a few years ago, they had, this was so funny. Can I, this is a very good story. It's going to be worth telling you. But it was Small Business Week in America, and they were having a big event in uh, Woodenville in the wine country, not far from where I live. It was May 5th. And I was the speaker to come on after the heavy Mexican lunch. And I had to wake everybody up. And uh, the person who had come before me did one of those long, drawn-out, manipulative pitches where he said, I only have a few, and if you don't go now, you're going to miss out. And I watched the whole audience squirm. And then I thought, how am I going to handle my offer when it's time for me? And so you know what I did, Susan? It was such a breakthrough moment for me. I gave them the talk about how to transform their boring bio from wallpaper to wow to attract clients now. When it came to that logical point when it was supposed to be time for me to make an offer, 
I actually leaned into the audience and I said, well, now would be about the time that you would expect me to make one of those long, drawn-out offers with false scarcity and urgency and all of that. I said, so here's the thing. I have this book, and it's really good. It's called Bye Bye Boring Bio, and I sell it for $47. And I brought plenty of them with me today. And if today's not the day for you to part with your $47, you can buy it online as well because it's available there too and will be for the rest of my life. And the big benefit of you deciding to buy it today is I get to look you right in the eye, say thank you, and if you want me to sign it, I gladly will. My name is I'm So Glad to Be Here. Thank you very much. I got a standing ovation, and before I could get to the back of the room, the whole room was waiting for me there to buy the book. Wow, I love that story, Nancy. You have always been a bucker of trends. Like when you see something, that's one thing that I love about you. When you see something or some kind of wrong or some kind of insincerity, you like slap it in the face, if I may say so, and go, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to do it another way, even if I think about that way on the spot, which I'm sure you did, because I'm sure you had your pitch down. Well, and you know something? It was such a moment. It was such a moment because, you know, earlier I was saying that speaking is the best way to connect with your audience. If you're truly there and you're observing the audience and you're not just thinking about what you're going to say when you're on stage, but you just look and you pay attention and you bend and sway and you respond in the situation with the right answer that it calls for, you will win every time. You can kick your speak-to-sell script to the curb if you just connect deeply with the people who are there. And not long ago, I had the same situation happen at an event in February where I was asked to talk about why getting ready matters most of all, which is really what we're here to talk about. And instead of doing any PowerPoint or any slides or anything like that, I said, here are three stories from the trenches about how being ready paid off big time for me. Boom, boom, and boom. I didn't even make an offer. I got a standing ovation, and when the thing was over, I went home with $10,000 tucked in my bra. I didn't even have a purse on me. People were throwing money at me, and I thought, I didn't even make an offer. Maybe that's what the audiences are hungry for today, is somebody to just stand up and be of service and say thank you very much, because every single time I've done it, I've been amply rewarded, and so... That's just the way I roll now, and I think it's incredibly refreshing. And so I guess maybe I'm a, my little inner badass is coming out, and I'm saying, people, you can do it your own best way as long as it feels true to you and it lands squarely with the people you're here to help. Because ever since I got that lesson, everything's gotten a whole lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, and I really applaud you for that because doing it your own way and having it work your own way, and I think it was so important what you talked about in terms of reading the audience, that you may have something totally planned, but if you read the audience and you feel what's going on in the room, something else completely different than you had planned you can say or can happen. And that happened with one of my clients who had a a Sufi university almost went under. And he did speak to that, the needs of his audience that he felt in that moment. And two people walked up to him and handed him a check of $100,000 each. Huh. Well, I bet you he'd love to duplicate that. If he could put that in a bottle and sell it, he'd be the richest man in town. But they said, we believe in your vision and we believe in you and we want to help you keep this going. And that's the kind of impact that you can have. There was no sell. 
There was no cell there that was speaking from his heart, just like you did, that you got your standing ovation because people really resonated with whatever that you were offering, even if you didn't push an offer in their face and say, you can have this after. I think the whole idea of not having an offer is something that's an offer, you know, that's a different kind of offer on another level. It's like, here's what I'm offering you and it's me. And if you want a part of me, tell me which part you want. And I will see if I can fill that for you. Well, that's been sort of what's been unfolding in my life. It's definitely been unfolding for my life. And I would say that it all starts with, you know, I heard someone say, you first need to learn the rules and then you can break them. And so for all of us, you know, it's never wrong to be prepared. It's never wrong to have a rocking message. It's never wrong to be gracious and graceful. It's always right to say thank you. When you rock the stage, you know it because you get feedback. When you don't rock the stage, you know it and you learn from it. And I've done all of that. And I'm humbled by it and I'm grateful for it. And I'm still here. And I think that that's really... People tell me that I'm an inspiration and that they honor my courage and my maverick nature and whatever it is that people say. I will say that it takes courage to be a little bit unusual, but trying to hide behind a sea of sameness doesn't really set you apart either. So if you can get to the courage piece and show up as you truly are in your best expression of your talent, the right people will be resonating with that and you'll have all the clients that you want. If you're generic and nonspecific, Sometimes you get generic and nonspecific clients, and that's not that much fun either. <laughs> and I just want to say, you know, maybe you are the speak to sell kind of person. If you feel comfortable speaking to sell on the stage, go for it. And if you are a different kind of speaker, like a Nancy Jetton kind of speaker, that's great too. And there's everything in between, you know, there's everything in between. There's integrating the offer into your talk um, subtly and no big time to sell it. And so there's no, I think what Nancy's saying and what I'm saying too is there's, there's no right way to do it. It's you're doing it your way and you need to experiment what works for you and keep practicing at it so you move along on that path of mastery. Whether you're clutching the podium at this moment, you know, you're still at the clutch of podium stage or you're at the point where you've told your story thousands of times and you need to make it fresh and you want to get a fresh look at that. And if you do, Nancy's the person to help you at getknowngetpaid.com and to get your free speaker sizzle sheet at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash speaker sizzle. Nancy, is there anything that you want to add that I haven't asked you before we wrap up? Well, I'm just so glad that you took my call in 2008 and <laughs> me to become part of your world because it's been such a wonderful blooming of a relationship that's lasted the test of time. And I guess that's what I would say in parting is that be the kind of person that creates relationships that stand the test of time. You will always be made richer for it and that the bounty comes to you in ways beyond what you can ever expect or imagine. And so I'm just so glad that we know each other and that I got this opportunity to share who I am today with you and your listeners. And I hope that they've been served by it and I hope that they've had fun and that you have too. So thank you. I have. Thank you so much, Nancy. Hop on over to BeAMediaDarling.com for any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode and also for free goodies. You'll also find over there some surprises because I would love to be able to delight you. Thanks so much for listening to the Be A Media Darling podcast with me, Susan Harrow. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And remember, speak your mind, stand your ground, sing your song. I look forward to meeting you.